whatever. But like I said, it's been a long week and I'm tired and I'm an old lady. We're recording at nine o'clock. I am normally like trying to wind everybody down in the house because I like to be in bed by 10. And lately I've been getting into bed before 10 because I've been struggling to fall asleep and I have to get up early most days. And the days I don't have to get up early, the kids get me up early. So. Yep. I remember being a child and doing that to my parents. I would not let them sleep. No wonder they got their revenge when I became older. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that, but I don't know. We now have become lenient of like they can watch cartoons in the morning and they know how to work the remote. So that helps to a point, but I know there's a lot of mornings where I'll come out and they have the table like all set up for cereal. And sometimes that makes me really nervous because we get the glass bottle milk and that makes me nervous of them carrying that. And then Mm -hmm. some days they just really want me to get up to get them breakfast. That's what it always is is once they're hungry and decide I need breakfast, no matter what time it is, then they're like, okay, we need to get mom up. It's never wake dad up. It's always wake mom up. But yep. it's okay. I love them. So I deal <laughs> with it. But so I try to go to bed earlier and sometimes before they do, especially like last night because it was Julian's birthday. So he wanted to stay up and play video games. And because it was his birthday, we're like, okay, you know, go for it. But I'm going to bed. And Evelyn wanted to stay up and watch him play video games with Adam. So I went to bed before the kids last night, and nice. Evelyn was up before me this morning. Nice. All right, let's jump in, because I'm tired. we got to power through. Um, so we've got today, season one, episode four, The Deer Hunters, written by Jed Seidel. Seidel. I don't know how to pronounce most of these people's names. Directed by Alan Myers, and... Original air date was October 26th, 2000, so right before Halloween that year. And the synopsis in the DVD is, Not buying the dog ate my homework? Try a deer struck my car. Rory's mishap and route to Chilton causes her to miss a Shakespeare exam, and the consequences could be disastrous for her GPA. And then this week we're going to add in the Netflix synopsis. So the Netflix one says... After Rory receives a bad grade on her English paper, Lorelai helps her cram for a big Shakespeare exam. But catastrophe strikes on test day. I think those are both decent descriptions. I kind of like the Netflix one better. Yeah, because like it doesn't outright tell you that it's a deer that creates the incident. The title like kind of tells us that, but... <laughs> um, um, kind of. Like, you know that there's yeah, a maybe. deer. It's also a really weird title, but that's okay. I don't I don't know. I feel like the DVD one is trying to be all cutesy with, like, the comparison of the dog eat your homework to a deer struck my car. And it doesn't mention Lorelai at all. And even though, like, Lorelai barely does anything this episode, I... She was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Like, yeah, we'll get into it. But last week, I know I had issues with Lorelai. This week, I am fully back on the Lorelai train and feel like she is 100% back to her normal self. I actually wrote that down. I'm like, Lorelai is back with an exclamation point. (laughs) Um, So I right away have a question about the cold open. So they're picking out school supplies. 
So I know later in the series, they mention a stationery store. Like when Rory's getting ready for college, they mention like, oh, you go to the stationery store. I'll go here. Is that where they are? Because that's definitely not Dosey's. And there's no like signs no. where they are. But it only shows office I, stuff. I think it's it's definitely not Dosey's. Um, it could be the stationery store before it actually is like a stationery store. Yeah, well, and then, because then I was wondering of, like, oh, maybe they call it the stationery store later just because that's what she needed to get, even mm-hmm. though it's basically, like, an office supply store. Um, but I was just curious, because, like, oh, brand new set, and it looked like it was supposed to be kind of located where Dosey's is from the inside. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it looked like looking out. But I'm like, yeah, that's not Dosey's, and I don't think they're trying to make it look like a grocery store at all. But... My only other thought with cold open was, yeah, I was just gonna say how how adorable Lorelai was, and she was entertaining me with all of her little humor, and especially about saying that, like, I think it was the erasers. They might look like they're fun because they're all colorful, but then like makes up a thing about them trying to basically commit suicide, and like (laughs) suicide jokes aren't funny, but. When you're talking about erasers, she made it funny. And I found yes. her all of her bits in that just entertaining and a great way to start the episode. Oh, no, I agree with that. Um, I even wrote down, um, is three a, a random number? Like, just in general, is three a random number? See, now, I've, I liked Rory's explanation, and I totally believed it and believed that she had put thought into it. And... I know I often can be picky about numbers of things and sometimes it's because like I have reasoning like Lor- or like Rory did and other times it's because there's certain numbers I like and certain numbers I don't like because I'm someone that like I need things always to be at an even number. There's a couple odd numbers that can be the exception to that. Three is one of them. Um, so like I don't know. I mean I think that <laughs> that can be somewhat a thing is just being weird with numbers, but also I felt like she was, had a very logical explanation to it. Yeah, I get that. Because, like, even I'm weird with numbers. Like, if I'm watching TV, it either needs to be a um, divisible by five or end in a zero or mm-hmm. divisible by three. Okay. See, and I think everybody has something, not everybody, a lot of people I think have weird things with, or even just like tendencies when it comes to numbers, whether they realize it or not. But I got mine from my mom because she's always been an even number. Even when she's eating something, it has to be in even numbers. So I find myself like moving towards that all the time. Um, okay, so there's not like, I feel like really the only thing that, things that really happen in this episode is there's a whole like, Rory struggling at school in the deer instant, kind of the parent teacher meeting, and then the restaurant mm-hmm. review. Like, one thing I noticed is like, Lorelai doesn't really have like a story unless you count the parent teacher meeting. She's more just like involved with everything that's going on. You know, like she's obviously involved with Rory and helps her with her school stuff. She's, you know, the one that tells Suki about the review and kind of plays along in that storyline. But she's just kind of floating other than the parent teacher meeting. Like she doesn't really Mm -hmm. do much, but she's still there the whole time. And I that's something that like I really like about this episode is more is the Lorelai part because it's like seeing more of just like her life. And I understand that Lorelai Gilmore is not a real person, but 
in my world she is and it's like you get to see like this is her real life not the we're gonna watch a story for an episode of show it's like oh this is just her living you know and like i like that because like oh you just see her at work and you see her working with her kid and being a friend and she's just kind of there and living and i Mm -hmm. really liked that even though she didn't really have again i know there was like the teacher meeting it just didn't feel like a big thing um but do you want to jump into the school stuff yeah okay so i the first thing that i want to like talk about is when we get to meet max um Mm -hmm. every time rewatching it i have mixed feelings about him um but pertaining to this episode i really liked max because he like genuinely cares about rory and being like it's your first paper like you're okay you'll learn how like what kind of papers we're looking for and like doesn't look down on her like the other classmates do and like even headmaster charleston has done and having that be like one of the first things that Max is about is like I like more. So I overall, like if you take the series as a whole, I am a big fan of Max. I like him a lot and I love Scott Cohen. Like I don't know if you have you ever seen The Tenth Kingdom? It's like a mini series. I don't think so. Okay. It's awful in the best way. You should definitely watch it. Like it's it's great. I absolutely love it. It is corny. It's not the best acting. Scott's great, but it's it's mixed talent and acting, but it's very much like a fever dream or like a a trip, but in like um in like fairy tale world. I don't know. It's you need like to watch a Midsummer's Night Dream ass kind of thing. So yes, you need to watch it. Okay. But he plays he plays like a Wolfman in it, and every time when it's like this first, so he was he must have finished filming that right before coming on to Gilmore Girls because they came out the same year. Like that was came out in two thousand, but they shot it overseas. I actually looked it up because I'm like, were they doing this at the same time? Because I get major like wolf vibes from him <laughs> in this one. Like he looks identical which it's they filmed it basically the same year he must have filmed this right after doing the other one so that made sense to me but i love him i get excited when it's like oh he's here but i feel like he does not make the best first impression and that's me speaking as a big fan of max but like when he's talking to rory about his grade it's like yeah what he's saying is nice or whatever but he's talking kind of loudly about her grade it's not like a pulling her after class it's yeah while people can clearly hear him like the people around her can clearly hear him speaking so like that i feel like was kind of dumb on his part like i don't think it was his intention but it wasn't very smart of him and him and lorelei is like oh yeah it's really cute until you realize okay this is at a parent teacher meeting in this group of all these parents that clearly already have an issue with Lorelai and he's flirting with her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's inappropriate. It's like, it's easy to just be like, oh, they're cute. But it's like, that's really inappropriate. Which and, is fair. Like, I'll give you that. And then the other thing, not to jump to the end, but just as talking about like, this is Max Medina is like introduction into Gilmore Girls. The episode ends with him leaving a voicemail where it starts out being to Rory and it's great, but he should have hung up 
after he was done speaking to Rory. Because then it's like, so he clearly has it, this voicemail to Rory. So you would assume that she's listening to it and everything he says mm-hmm. is great. You know, got us extra credit, all wonderful. But then it's all of a sudden, oh, and if your mom is listening and then goes into the whole like, oh, you know, like whatever he says about it was nice to meet her. Hope they see each other again, whatever. And again, being very flirty. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Rory seems like, oh, like whatever about it. But I think a lot of 16-year-old girls would be very like, okay, my teacher is flirting with my mom and I don't know how mm-hmm. I feel about that. Like that's, I'm, it's like, okay, make it a separate voicemail even like, or just don't say it at all. So I did have some issues with Max in this episode. I feel like he didn't make the best first impression, but again, I absolutely love Max. So I just had to get it out and then moving forward, I'll not hold it against him. Yeah, and like when I rewatched it, part of me was like, "Yeah, that is kind of weird that you're doing on the same voicemail." But I also thought it was kind of adorable. It is, and a lot of the times that's the way I look at it. Same thing with the flirting in at the meeting. Like it's somewhere. It's like you either look at it as adorable or inappropriate. And mm-hmm. I think they like to do that when introducing male characters in the show is like, are they creepy or are they sweet? Like, are they a douche or are they charming? Are they inappropriate or are they adorable? Like they like to play that line and not give the best first impressions for men, it seems. Yeah, that's a very true statement. I definitely agree with that. Except Jackson and Luke. They have the best. Yeah, Jackson's for sure. Luke Luke comes off as very, like, flat and grumpy at first. But, I mean, that, I think, works for him because he is grumpy and is more of a background character initially. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, overall, though. And then, well, and I guess Richard, I don't know that he, he doesn't make much of an impression. Like, I think he's a little bit overshadowed by Emily in his introduction. But um, I think that's kind of the case with Luke, too. Like, he's a little bit overshadowed, too, in his introduction. So it's just kind of a not as not really good or bad. But but then, okay, so, like, you know, Max kind of lets, lets everyone know about Rory getting a D. This is the first episode where I will agree with people and say, yes, Paris is mean. Like, Paris and Louise are so mean. They're, like, bullying Rory and just, like, so ridiculously mean to her about everything. I, one, I just love Paris and especially seeing how, like, eager and determined she is in the beginning is just amazing. Um, But I do think that they definitely do go a little bit too far um, in this one, especially, like, later on in the episode. But I did write down Louise the Blonde and Madeline's the Brunette. Yes. I've got that grilled in my head now. Especially because, like, Madeline, (laughs) those names even match their look. And, like, I know that. Um, But I also, I love Madeline in that scene though where she just has no idea what's going on where first it's like okay she gotta be so it's like they know that she's you know still does a good job but is not at the same level as Paris and Louise Mm -hmm. and that Louise actually is really smart even though like she's just 
kind of all about the boys. She still is mm-hmm. is smart and does her work. But Madeline had no idea what they were talking about. Like Paris and Louise are sitting there just like being jerks to Rory and making their little snotty remarks. And Madeline's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, and just kind of in her own little happy world. And I enjoyed that. And like, don't they even say like, oh, you wouldn't like understand it? Like kind of slide comment to Madeline about it. Well, they said like, yeah, we know you don't get it, but Rory does. Mm. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, you know, about her needing to get a just get a job at McDonald's and whatnot. Um, and I, a little bit, I feel like okay, maybe it was just kind of that like how I win was supposed to be the meaning of it. I could kind of see that. Otherwise, it's like okay, so she got a D. So is she really competition to you? Like, is she worth your time if she is doing poorly? So like, I could see that it makes sense for them to kind of rub it in her face. Not that it was right. It was mean. Um, But to rub it in her face about getting the D kind of like, uh, okay, you tried to battle against me. I win. But then later when she like keeps going at it, like when she, you know, quotes Shakespeare and whatnot, like, 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 why? Like, then it just doesn't seem worth her time if it's like okay so this girl's really struggling clearly she's not at the same level as you sorry rory but i really don't think that she is quite as smart as paris um and that's not to say she's not smart and doesn't care about school but paris is out of hold but not as much as paris paris yeah like she is all that's all paris has in a sense all paris has going for all she thinks she has going for at least but okay do you want to should we talk about the deer yes (laughs) okay leading up to it i like i feel bad for rory because i've been there asleep on the desk like after cramming which did not happen a lot because i did not really care about school first and foremost i'm letting that out there i did not care about school and i do regret it but the part, the days where I did care, I cared. I did the all-nighters. I did the, like, up until 2 a.m. doing homework and only getting, like, three hours of sleep and then continuing with my homework. Like, I've been there. So I feel bad for Rory in this aspect. See, and I feel <laughs> lucky because, like, I was definitely, I was a nerd for sure. And, like, I had many all-nighters. And, like, I also was in sports so so like year round so so often be getting home late so not being able to start homework or studying until pretty you know until like nighttime so often Mm -hmm. was you know up late even when it was you know just homework or simple things not even studying so like when it was studying for like a big test that was those were kind of like my all-nighter kind of times but I feel lucky because I never had a time when my mom was not awake early enough to wake me up and that's not at all a disc against Lorelai just like my mom was always up early and like even if she was because she was one that would you know she would always come to like my games for sports and then would try to stay up with me if I was studying or whatever and try to help you know but she was always made sure that I was up on time so like I never had an instance of being late like that 
So like, I feel mm-hmm. really, really lucky. Thank you, mom. If you're listening for like always having my back with that. Cause, and we also like, we, I lived half an hour from school, which that is one thing. Okay. So Rory mentions at one point in a previous episode, that is a 30 minute bus ride to school. You would think driving would be quicker. However, I'm pretty sure that Rory doesn't actually have her license yet, which she kind of, in a sense, hints at because she asks Lorelai, like when Lorelai says like, oh, like just you take the Jeep and I'll have Suki pick me up. And Rory's like, are you sure? Like kind of questioning it. So I'm like, maybe that is kind of her saying like, are you sure I should drive the Jeep alone because she doesn't Mm -hmm. have a license yet? Um, So maybe she was driving slower or didn't didn't know the roads as well because she doesn't like she always takes the bus and isn't an experienced driver but i feel like driving should be quicker than the bus and it took her 35 minutes from where the deer was to get to school because you know it's like oh it's 20 to 8 we see her getting in at 8 15 and it's like okay maybe there's no parking spots because she was so late or she was driving slowly i don't know but i was kind of like oh like 35 minutes and she wasn't like right by home she had to be a bit out and also was she like looking at her notes while she was driving i think she was trying to figure out where all of her notes were because she does call lane at the stop sign right so she knew that she was missing her notes before she got to that stop sign so i'm like are you sitting there like looking at your notes while you're driving and then realizing like oh i don't have this note like i'm glad she stopped her but i'm like um that's not safe rory don't do that He's like, what I thought it was, was she, when she was at stoplights and stop signs, just like quickly looking. And I think she was closer to home because she asks Lane while she's on the way there if it's at her house. So maybe she was going to go pick it up. I was, well, that was the other thing I was wondering is like, you won't have time to go pick it up. So maybe she was just going to have Lane look at what it was for. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. And have you ever been hit by a deer? No. I have been hit by a few squirrels. <laughs> I, I this last year, was hit by a deer. I was not stopped. I was driving. But it came, like, it came from the left side. So, like, the driver's side. And it jumped and it, like, landed so I think it was trying to jump over the car and it failed big time and it landed Ooh. on it landed on my windshield and then bounced off and it was terrifying. So like obviously I pulled over right away. My windshield was just shattered. Like it was still in place, but I felt like if I was so scared to even like open my door because it looked like you could even see it shaking a little bit. So I was just mm-hmm. ready for it just to all fall in on me. And the deer died. Well, it didn't die right away. I got out and like it was laying. Well, actually, I didn't get out right away. I came back later to go look because I was seriously scared to open my door. Yeah. So like I drove super slowly in the because I was almost to. I was on my way to Heartland and I was almost. I was like maybe five minutes from there. So like I called my mom and I like went like ten miles an hour. Like I had my my hazards on and everything to get there. Um, but then later I went. And drove by because the deer, like, I saw it land, but it was still, like, flopping. So, like, it couldn't mm-hmm. get up, but it was, like, too, so it was too hard to get up, but it was still alive. So, like, I remember calling and, like, trying to tell the people that were going to come get it, like, 
please try to hurry and like put it out of its misery because I felt so bad. Like it was clearly like in pain and suffering, but mm-hmm. alive. I don't know. I just felt super bad. We did have a few people because um, we shared on social media asking if anybody had ever been hit by a deer. And we did get a couple stories. So I'll, I'll kind of mention those. So one of them was actually my mom. Um, she mentioned she was driving home on our dead end road and a deer ran into her passenger door. Said it really does happen. Um, and then Linda said, yes, it does happen. It happened to me about three miles from my house and they ran out and hit me in the front driver's side and bounced back and hit the side of the van. So she got a double hit, a little twofer there. Um, and these other ones aren't wanting to load. Um, sorry, the other two are not wanting to load. So looks like we just get those two stories today, but (laughs) I will say I'm going to be a little bit judgy to that deer that hit Rory because I definitely say it is 100% a thing that happens of a deer hitting a car and I, I remember I got upset when people were saying like oh you hit a deer and it's like well no the deer jumped on me like mm-hmm. like I couldn't do that and then having times where people do say like yeah I just ran right into the side of my car but the visual of the deer hitting the jeep is ridiculous and kind of dumb but I honestly didn't care I was like that's okay <laughs> and um but like we see and we see that Rory saw the deer just run away like nothing happened. Like, yeah. and it looked it looked a little bit like a reindeer. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know. It, the deer looked so fake. And the whole instance of it just, like, running into her car and her, like, kind of seeing it happen. And then it just runs off like nothing happened. So the fact that she got out to look for it seemed weird to me because, like, you, you watched it just prance away. Like, it was just like, oh, I you know, bumped my horns again. I'll keep going. You know, like the deer didn't seem phased by it much at all, but I thought the whole thing was very far fetched of just the, like the visual of it, but the Mm -hmm. story of it, I feel like, yes, like that is something that happens. Definitely a real thing, but just the visual of it and Rory's reaction of getting out when she saw it run away was weird and far fetched, especially when he's running late for school. But I, like, I I say that, like, this is a bad thing, but I really, I was very accepting of it, even though I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous, but okay, like, I'll I'll go with it. (laughs) Which, I do remember there was this one time I almost got hit by a deer. I was driving my friend home, um, who lived maybe four minutes away, not even from my um, house at the time, and... I don't exactly remember why, but she, my friend, said something. I looked at her real quickly, and then it was maybe for, like, a second just to, like, give her a look of, like, I think it might have been disappointment. Because I remember being, like, having a lot of disappointment looks to her. <laughs> so we're just going to say it was that kind of look. Um, and I look back onto the road and I saw something like run by so I kind of like moved my wheel a little bit not knowing exactly what it was and I wasn't speeding I was thinking I was going like 
25 to 30, mega 35, um, because it was late at night. Yeah. And I just see it like whip past me. And then Kylie was like, oh my God, what was that? I'm like, I think that was a deer. Well, and I think that would have been you hitting a deer, not a deer hitting you. Just saying. Yes. It, I have been involved been. in many a times of, like, I grew up in the country in the middle of nowhere. Like I mentioned before, my mom lives on the end of a dead end road that's eight miles out of town. And our road growing up, it was like more cabins than houses, like middle of nowhere. So many animals everywhere. And I had been, I myself have mostly just hit birds, but I have been in the vehicle when we hit a horse, when um, hitting deer. Yeah, crazy story with the horse. I'll, I'll, I'll share it and then we can kind of move on because I could go into a lot of stories about a lot of different animals being hit. But the horse was a crazy cool one. My mom did it. And I was a kid. She was pregnant with my brother. So I would have been like five. And then my older sister was in the car. It was a blizzard. And we were driving. I don't remember if we were driving into town or back towards home. And I was going slowly because like it was a blizzard. You, there were, the visibility was non-existent. So yeah. she was just trying to make sure like, okay, am I still on the road or am I the ditch? And, you know, thunk, she runs into something. And we go into the ditch. And again, she's pregnant. So it's this pregnant woman with her eight-year-old and five-year-old in the middle of a blizzard um, on a pretty quiet road. So we ended up walking to the closest house and find out like, oh, yeah, that was, that's my horse. And then we find out later, so they, you know, get us help and whatever. He reaches out later and we find out that that horse had a bad hip and after we hit it, no problems. It seemed like like us hitting it fixed its hip. So we're like, oh, so you want to you want to pay us for the medical bill of fixing your horse? But that's always been a fun story in our family, especially because my mom was super pregnant with my brother. So it's like, oh, yeah, we were all there, you know, <laughs> fix their horse. But, yeah, all kinds of fun stories. I love the outcome of what happened. I know. It was great. Like, I don't remember I how worried. bad. I don't remember how bad the van was hurt because, you know, I was little. So I was just, you know, in my own world with all of that. But but anyway, um, is there anything more that you feel like we really need to talk about in regards to, like, oh, well, Obviously, her big blow up. Do we want to talk about that or talk about the te- parent teacher um, meeting first? I kind of want to do the blow up first. Okay. <laughs> so, my thoughts on that were she had every right to blow up. Um, but I think that she could have done it better. Um, I think she could have restrained going after Paris. I'm glad that she did. I am glad that she stuck up for herself. But I think, like, going against the quote-unquote popular girl in that and looking crazy, definitely not a thing to do, Rory. Um, Do I think that Paris did have that coming to her? Yes, I did. 
Um, but I think like Max could have handled that better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just kind of watched it happen. Like he did, and like I think that he even kind of saw earlier in the episode when um, Rory and Paris like were talking about their grades. He's like Paris doesn't say it softly, like right. anything that she does to Rory. Like no, I don't think she knows how to whisper. Here. I think the closest thing she's ever done to whispering was when she does the Shakespeare's on it in. Rory's ear, and that still wasn't whispering. Like, so I definitely think he could have stepped in and would have been like, hey, how about you two talk about that at a different point in time, instead of, like, just having Rory keep word vomiting. There's no consequence or even mention of Paris calling Rory a loser during the test like that's what made rory like then snap back at paris was because she heard paris like whisper to the random girl who paris would normally not talk to and said loser like that's what got rory to snap directly at paris and it was just like a rory you got to get out of here kind of thing and something that i think is interesting is like okay you know she's standing up for herself like obviously she's upset and she's probably tired and like Most people are a little bit cranky when they're tired, so more likely to kind of snap. But there's a couple Lorelai-Rory parallels in this episode, and one of them is, you know, Rory flips out in class, and then Lorelai flips out in the headmaster's office. And I feel like, okay, Rory's flip out, you know, it's like, yep, she was standing up for herself, and, you know, she had some decent things to say. But then you see Lorelai flip out, and it's like, okay, she's the master. Like, yes, she... (laughs) She knows how to do a rant or flip out better than possibly anybody. I mean, Luke has some great rants throughout the series, but like Lorelai, especially when she is in mom mode of standing up for Rory, she just lays it all out. And like, I loved every single part of that, especially when like, you know, the headmaster tries to be like, okay, you know, opens the door and she's like, is he holding that open for a reason? Like, I'm not going anywhere. We are not done. Like, no, you are not in charge here. I am. And when she calls him El Duce, that is one of my favorite, (laughs) favorite things. And then Max says it in the voicemail. Yeah. Whereas he's better known El Duce. Which, oh, I love that. But I do love how Max did talk with Headmaster Charleston. It was like, let's let her do extra credit, like, let's try and do something to help. So clearly, like, he does care. When I did, like, when Lorelai, you know, is talking about it being such a stodgy place, whatever, and, like, throws Max in, and he's like, I did not say that. And she's like, that's right, I added that in. Won't want to get you in trouble with El Duce here. Like, where he does kind of say, like, oh, like, I care about my job. Like, don't throw me under the bus here. And... Mm -hmm. She's right away like, yeah, no, I added that in. I'm embellishing, but you know, let's let's grow up here. Um, yep. Another parallel between the two of them in this episode is Lorelai is late to the meeting because of a pothole incident. So it's something that happens while she's driving that is like an outside thing causing her to need to stop or whatever. Well, because she 
you know, then spilled coffee all over herself. But that makes her late to the meeting. And then Rory is late to school because of the deer incident. And, like, I thought that was also a little parallel where it's like, okay, so then Rory, her consequence, you know, obviously was missing the test. And then Lorelai, you know, gets extra judgment. But we do get the the great. It's so corny and, like, obvious. But I love her little what in the world joke. I feel like she just does it (laughs) so well. I love her little one-liners when stuff like that happens. She has so many. And it's so good. Like, you could just write on no cards. And if anything happens, this one will do. Just at random. Yeah. Because she can make anything work. Like, she does such a good job of putting together, like, the physical, the facial and the verbal and like she always has the great tone like just she's such a good actress like she just makes it work so well all the time and another thing so like i mean you know she gets to the meeting she's really involved initially so like you know obviously she attends this meeting which i mean clearly not all of the parents were there because there were less parents there than there are students in that class and some of them are obviously like mom and dad so it must not be a mandatory thing and Lorelai went and she also obviously attended the previous meeting about scrunchies um so she's really involved initially at Chilton which I never really realized because they only talk about times when she's not involved mm-hmm. um my question is what are your thoughts on scrunchies <laughs> I I actually made a note of, um, I don't know where it went, um, but, like, why would they ever not be okay with, scrunch- like, certain style scrunchies? Because, like, I, I mean, I went through a phase of scrunchies. It wasn't very long because, like, m- my hair is very thick and it never held my hair well enough. But I always liked the look of scrunchies. And plaid scrunchies, I wish I had a plaid scrunchie. And I feel like, a plaid scrunchie would match their school uniforms pretty well. They would. I am currently wearing a scrunchie. I wish that I, my hair... Well, right now my hair is too short to put a scrunchie in. Um, of any kind. But, yeah, my hair is so thick. Like, I've never been able to do scrunchies unless I, like, put in, like, just a regular ponytail and then put the scrunchie over the top of it. That I would do sometimes because that was the only way I could have a scrunchie actually work to hold my hair back. But speaking of their uniforms, I do want to make a mention about their school uniforms. So I was noticing when they were, when Rory and Lorelai were going together to look for the deer, I noticed it then. It's probably always the case, but something with that lighting, Rory's eyes looked extra blue and like matched her uniform really well. And I recently found out that the uniform color was actually made specifically to complement Rory's eyes. Like that's how they picked the color and like all of that with the uniform was that they were made specifically for Alexis Bledel to kind of complement her eyes. And I got it when I saw that. I'm like, okay, yep, that makes complete sense because like, I mean, a lot of times both Rory and Lorelai, their eyes are just like striking. But when they were walking outside and, like, Rory stopped and was talking. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, her eyes and uniform are both just, like, blue. I'm going to have to look out for that now. I never noticed. Yeah, especially, like I said, that outside scene, it was 
more obvious than I had ever really noticed it before. Hmm. Okay, so should we jump over to Suki? Yes. So, big thing. Um, I feel like this whole restaurant review thing and Suki's reaction, it just shows more proof of her passion about her job. And I love... I know I always talk about the duos that are just so great. We don't get a lot of Jackson, but him trying to cheer Suki up is one of the cutest things ever. And even though he fails at it, like his attempt is so Jackson and just funny. Like, I don't know. I love those two. Oh, I do too. Like, especially with um, him coming in and say that he didn't have um, what Suki wanted, and she was like, yeah, that's okay, like, kind of whatever, then he's just like, what's wrong with her? Like, yeah, he like, oh, like all I have are the morels, and she's just like, the morels are fine. He's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But I, and then I, like, he, later, though, like, when she's all cheered up and whatever, when he comes in and is, like, talking about, like, and the zucchini, like, you're not gonna be happy, the zucchini are smaller than you want, or whatever, and she's just like, take him away. And then I really like the, like, super quiet chill of him saying to Lorelai of, like, you're still going to have to pay for those. And she's like, yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we're all friends here. But when it comes down to it, like, this is a business. Like, yep. you got to pay. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I really like those, like, realistic little moments. You know, like, there's so many things in this show where it's, like, borderline sitcom which i love sitcom so that is not a diss at all but like this show isn't a sitcom and there's some lines especially like some stuff with suki's storyline in this one and a lot of times they like to throw suki's character into kind of sitcom-y type things because she's great at like the physical Mm -hmm. comedy they always make it realistic with something though like even that of just like that moment with suki and jackson and you know the take it away but then kind of bringing it back of like well you still have to pay for these like this is real life i'll say that in quotes you know like there's always something to make it realistic yeah what did you think of suki feeding lorelei all the different samples of the risotto recipes that she made i love that because it proves to the audience, like, Suki takes her job seriously. She takes food seriously. And for her to, like, do the different recipes just in case, to be like, oh, I'm, like, am I making it wrong now? Did I do something wrong with it? Like, that trial and error. And then with everyone being like, no, like, it's fine. Like any version of this that you make is amazing and miraculous. And with her like figuring out, which is so good how she does it with finding the busboy and the waiter and yeah. like figuring out like the wine pairing and her being like, this is why this right here is the reason why it was just fine. When everything well, I love else that she finds the answer. Like, yeah, she finds, like, a legitimate reason, and 
So, I mean, maybe it was a little bit over the top for her to go, you know, to find where the reviewer lives and go there. But I feel like she did it in a really respectful way. It's like, okay, yes, it might have been a little bit unprofessional and out of line for her to go to his house and bring food. But she does the whole, like, okay, reviewers are supposed to be anonymous or critics, whatever. Like, I'm not going to look at you. And... I'll be quick, but just, you know, try this with this. I also had the thought of like, mm, would anybody just accept a open poured beverage that they don't know where it came from? Um, but, yes. you know, this is this is 2000. So we'll say it's all good. Um, <laughs> but it was also like, she's just adorable. Like, she's too cute for her own good. No, I agree. My... And I was even, when she, like, came in for this episode, like, she still had her hair in braids and her bandana, just like, oh, it's just so cute. When I, like, I always am loving her hair, and I feel like all the braids, it's like, for a lot of adults, that would be like, oh, that looks childish, what are you doing? But for Suki, it works so well. Like, yes, just like the pigtails. It's like you don't see many adult women with their hair in pigtails, but with Suki, it's like, oh no, that looks completely natural and normal and fits her so well. And that's why, like, I do love that they continuously have her hair like in updos most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's Suki. Like, when she does have her hair down, she is gorgeous. But when it's up, it's just better. <laughs> to me, it is better. It's is just it's very trademark to Suki too. Like it just fits her. You know, like there are some people that do their hair the same all the time, and then when they do it different, it's like it might look nice, but it just seems like something's different. It's off. You know, like not quite you. But and then you have like Lorelai. She does her hair different all the time, and like oh, that works. Like you look good with all of it, and we're not like set in a it needs to be this way. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a few random questions and thoughts that I made note of. Um, One of them. So we don't get any Emily or Richard in this episode, which is interesting. Like, I I always like when we have Emily and Richard, but I think it would have been too hard to have them in this episode. But my question is, like, what would Emily have done if she knew about the paper and test situation? I feel in Emily fashion, she would go talk to Headmaster Charleston. But then part of me is like, I don't think if she went in like how she would normally go into something, like not angry, but like, this is what you're going to do. And if you like say no, then there's going to be consequences. Like, she knows when to do that, when not to do that. So I think she would still do it, but in a way where it's like, I am being very respectful because you have my granddaughter's like education in your hands, but this is what we're going to do kind of thing. Um, but I think that if Richard talked with him, it would have been like, it would be better because him and Richard do have many things in common with like what they think and how they think 
And I definitely think if they were in there, she would have been able to like take the test and like not have so many like repercussions with being late. Well, and do you think it's because they would have had a better approach than Lorelai and Rory did? Or do you think it's because they have more status and money? Because I definitely think Richard would have been like, you know, we donated once and we plan to keep donating. But if this is what it's going to be, you won't get any more of our money kind of thing. Like, I think he would bring money mm-hmm. into it as like a weapon. Um, but like, I do think there would have been different results. And I kind of wonder is like, is it because of their status and money and them kind of fitting into that world more and having that relationship with the headmaster and his wife? Or is it because they would have had like a better approach and handled it better? Mm-hmm. Interesting to think of. Um, okay. And then I can be sloppy very often, but it was starting to bug me. Rory has her uniform shirt untucked so often. It looks so sloppy and weird, and I've never noticed it before. But then it kept bugging me because she kept having it like that in this episode. Like, when she goes to Lane's, her shirt is just, like, untucked, and it looks, like, really big and weird. And then when she's, like, rushing in for the test, it's like that. So I'm like, why worry about taking your hair down? Like, fix your shirt before going into class. Who cares about your hair being in a ponytail? Um and I never noticed it before, but it just looks so sloppy and weird, and it annoyed me. See, when I noticed that this go around, it's like, no, I understand why. Like, because she is running to like yeah. her class and whatnot. Like, she, I don't think understood or like even thought of. Oh, I'm just gonna tuck in my shirt, even though I'm still continuously running and moving a lot. But even when she walked into lanes, she had it like that. And I feel like she's one that, I don't know, Rory's weird. Like, sometimes she seems like she cares a lot about how she looks. And other times she seems like she doesn't care at all. And maybe that is the case. I mean, I guess I can kind of be like that where sometimes I care and try really hard. And most of the time, I just don't care. But maybe she's just more balanced of caring half the time and not caring half the time. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another random thought. Sorry, I had quite a few just, like, random questions from this episode. Do you think Luke Love actually it. serves trout at the diner? So, like, after, you know, Rory throws the pencil and Luke brings her pie, he's like, oh, throw a pencil, you need pie. And then she asks, like, what if I would have, I don't remember what she says, like, thrown my book or whatever. And then he said, like, oh, then it'd be trout. A pen. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, then I would have brought you trout. Does he serve trout at the diner? I wouldn't think so. Um, maybe like some kind of fish sandwich, but yeah, I wouldn't think it would be trout unless it's like a special. Maybe, maybe trout's super common in Connecticut. I don't know, but that seemed a little bit weird to me. But also, like, he's like, I love that he just brings pie, and then when Lorelai questions it, he's like, Oh, she's your daughter, not like, Oh, I brought it to her, like, he kind of blames Rory for having the pie even though she didn't ask for it and I thought that was funny Um, okay next random question is the B-52 shirt Lorelai's and why was it in her car because like she mentions like because Max asked like oh B-52's girl she said no Klutz girl who spilled coffee and this was in my car so it's like okay is it yours and you had it in your car is it 
Rory's, but she would be into the same music that you are, or is it like uh, you had it and you shoved it in there and forgot about it, but it was the only thing you had? Like, I don't know. It seemed very mysterious. I would think that it's Rory's, um, but Lorelai got it for Rory with the intention of wearing it every so often, like they do. Um, but I definitely think it was like because they do share the same taste in music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was originally Rory's. And she is just using that excuse, being like, well, it's just in my car. Or she's just trying to be like, no, I don't like them, even though I do. But I think that she pulled that off really well. Like, the look of that, Mm -hmm. like, t-shirt with a a blazer over it. I like that. Oh, yeah. It was cute. And it was very Lorelai, kind of giving Mm -hmm. the pilot episode. Yes. Ask. Okay, and then another thing that I noticed in this episode, so you're going to have to go back and watch it. Because once I noticed it, I actually rewound it to watch it again because I thought it was really funny. So, so in the scene when Rory and Lorelai are talking about her paper at Luke's. So at the diner talking about it's when Lorelai gets back from the parent-teacher meeting and Rory's like, oh, like, where have you been? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're talking about it. Behind Lorelai, there's an extra sitting alone at a table. And she's just like, sorry, random extra. I'm going to make fun of you. But she's like sitting alone and smiling and staring forward so awkwardly. It's like, I don't know if there was like one of the actors that was like off camera right over there that she just kept staring at. But she looked crazy because (laughs) she's just sitting at this table alone, like with this awkward smile and just staring like so intently at I don't know what because it was like up into the side a little bit where I feel like it had to have been like maybe Melissa McCarthy was standing over there and she was just like starstruck or something I don't know but you should go back and watch it because it is worth it and it was very entertaining I may or may not have just checked my Netflix app on my phone see if I was logged in so I could quickly see it but unfortunately, I have not logged in. Well, okay. There's a count. Something to look forward to later. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else that you want to mention from the episode? I feel like we went through things kind of quickly, but I feel like we, there wasn't a lot that happened in this episode. I feel like. Um, I will say in this episode, I want to punch Tristan in the face even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I think it's interesting that he love. tries so hard to get Rory to like him. Like, he it very much... way too hard. It, it makes me think of, you know, some of my guilty pleasure favorite movies of, like, where the cool guy is... Ha- like, he has a bet that we don't know about to try to get Rory to go to the dance with him or something, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, like, oh, most popular guy tries to get the new girl or the geeky girl on a date with him. Like, that's the vibes that he gives off a little bit. Which I can definitely see that when put in that kind of perspective. 
but I just can't like wrap my head around like it is like I know it's not yeah. that but, like even just like the split chance of that's the reason it's like no right which like, I know I it's like not you... but that's like the vibe that I feel like he gives off but I do that's my favorite part of Rory's rant actually is when she goes to in his face like he's just sitting there you know it's for once not doing anything and the name is Rory <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts of that rant too just she's like it's just that last thing that she's like I'm already yelling and being crazy I'm gonna make sure he knows this now yep. like oh you've bugged me I'm letting it all out I gotta let it out on you too um. <laughs> so there were a lot of food things in this episode so when we get to eat like a Gilmore, I actually have quite a few things. So there's chocolate in the glass measuring cup at the end that Rory eats. You know, she comes in and she says, chocolate, or where's chocolate? And I love yeah. that Suki has all this chocolate. And apparently it's not baking chocolate because no one wants to just sit and eat that. So she just has chocolate in a measuring cup. The ice cream thing, they don't eat the ice cream, but it's such conversation about it. And I loved that conversation way too much of the let's get ice cream and board and then rory suggests that lorelei has more pizza instead but that's cold you know lorelei doesn't want cold mm-hmm. pizza and can't heat it up but would rather go get ice cream and then i love though when she's like walking away after rory says she needs to study and comes back so i'm sorry where did we land on the whole ice cream issue mm-hmm. like <laughs> i i don't know what it is like it's so simple but i loved I love that part so much. Um, and then, of course, you know, the rice cake, a.k.a. 13 calories that Lane is eating when Rory calories. comes in. What was that? Wasn't it 12 calories? I thought it was 13. I wrote down 13. Whatever. 12, 13 is one calorie. I guess Mrs. Kim would care. <laughs> right. But, oh, but I like how Rory's like, what is that? 13 calories. Um, and then Rory gives her a Snickers. And... You get kind of cute, cute things with that. I liked that. Um, and then the pie that Luke brings Rory after throwing her pencil. And then, so Lorelai mentions, because Rory says that she feels nauseous. And Lorelai says something about the fries and horseradish sauce probably not being a good idea. Um, and there was so much food in the background. So when Lorelai and Rory are studying and then, like, when we see them fall asleep which we don't really talk about that that was a really cute moment of like rory seeing that lorelei was sleeping so she puts the blanket on her and then lorelei sees that rory fell asleep so she goes and sits at the table by her i don't know just sweet cute connection with them too Mm -hmm. but in the background there's multiple fried chicken boxes there's like one on the stairs and on the table and then on their dining room table so like when they're sleeping you see multiple open bags of chips starburst rollos chocolate chunk cookie bag and then a bunch of fruit in the bowl in the center um there's also takeout containers on the living room table and then i mean obviously and with food obviously at the end there's always lots of food but won't mention all those and then maybe you could mention the risotto because you know lorelei's force fed three bites of of risotto as well so lots of food in this one we don't see them eating a lot of it but we hear that they ate a lot and see that they ate a lot of junk. Um, 
Of course. I want to have the metabolism of those two. Yes. <laughs> All right. Should we go to quotes? Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, well, I really only have one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, where was it? Um, so in the beginning, when they're at the office supply store, where Rory is like, you're never coming shopping with me again. Yeah. And just how she says it, and like Lorelai not really even paying attention of what Rory is saying. Yep. Um, and then another one that Mrs. Kim said was that is chocolate covered death. <laughs> With <laughs> creamy caramel surprise. <laughs> but just like Mrs. Kim being like, that is chocolate covered death. Like, yeah, I love that. I had that one written down too. Like my thighs would agree with that, Mrs. Kim. They would agree. It's so delicious. I really liked oh, Rory's response though, too, of the with a creamy caramel surprise. Like <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I had a lot. I seriously could have written down at least half the things that Lorelai said. I feel like she had so many good lines. But so before I go into my Lorelai ones, I do have one Michelle quote, and that was, oh, you mean that perfectly. I thought you meant the other perfectly. You know, the one that could be misinterpreted by the other Michelle, you know, the one who couldn't understand what you meant by perfectly. I liked his little, that was almost like his little mini rant of the episode. Yeah. Um, and then I also had the Mrs. Kim one, but then Lorelai, I went with a few of them. So one was one that Blew past me quite a few times of watching this. And then when I caught what she actually says, I fell in love with this line. It's when Lorelai drinks the coffee at the parent-teacher oh. meeting. She says, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the camel. I love the and the camel <laughs> addition into um, it. I love that. Um, wouldn't want you to get in trouble here with El Duce. That one. And then Lorelai saying, dangerous in the car with all the kamikaze deer running around. And then my other one, I don't know if this comes as a quote, is Lorelai's answering machine. We're not here. We have a life. Get over it. I like that a lot. A and I want to have that be my um, voicemail. That is a good voicemail. I would say going off of the coffee, um, I would say one of my other favorite quotes from that is where she tries it again. She's like, yep, it's still not right. So that's it. And then Max is like, well, you don't need to finish it. And she's like, I don't know what that means. Kind of thing. Yeah, because he's like, well, there is always the option of not drinking it. And she said, like, not in my world or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's great. And I do like the, like, it just keeps getting worse. I've definitely been there, though, of, like, you eat something or drink something. It's awful. But you just, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll have some more. Like, even though it's really bad Um, and Mine is the ranch from Burger King. Mm. It's I hate the beginning taste, and then I realize that it's so different because it's so like dill in there, and I'm like, okay, I do like dill pickles. I will be okay with this for five seconds, and then I hate it again. There was a day not that long ago that I was so hungry. 
just so hungry and I really wanted a burger. So we stopped at a drive-thru. It was this like small, like a locally owned drive-thru. Don't want to diss them, but so it wasn't like a chain and had the kids with. So like they wanted chicken and I wanted a burger and I didn't think to ask what they put on their burger until after and they put mustard on it. And like, I hate mustard. Like I just, I can't eat it, but I couldn't convince either of the kids to eat a burger instead of chicken. They both just really wanted their chicken. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll let you, let you eat your chicken and I'll be fine. But then, like, I took a bite, and the first bite, I'm like, oh, like, you know, there's not very much mustard on here. So, like, I couldn't even taste it in the first bite. You know, not bad. And then I took another bite, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so bad. And I, like, put it down. I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. I can just wait until I get home. But we were, like, over half an hour from home. And, like, mm-hmm. every few minutes, I'd be like, oh, I'll take, like, just one more bite. And, like, and every time, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's so bad. But I kept wanting more of it because I was starving. It never ended up tasting good, and I ended up throwing half of it away. But oh no, <laughs> I used to hate mustard until I started like doing honey mustard. That's the mustard that like really got me into mustard, and then like spicy mustard, and then there was this pineapple honey mustard that my parents would get in this like I want to say it's something farms they're like cheese and crackers but it's like usually in like the holiday season they would get it okay um and i tried that and it was delicious and i think my parents still have it i want to take it from them without them knowing see i also don't like pineapple i would i don't i don't like many tropical flavors at all like I cannot do coconut at all or pineapple. It depends. I'm not on crazy the about mango. Like, <sighs> oh, mango. Okay. See, like I, I can am eat considering this mango. I can have, but I don't like because like coconut or pineapple and like mustard, big time like gag reflex. Like, just cannot do it. Like mango, I'll eat, but I'll never like choose to eat it. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um. Because, like, I really try not to be picky, but there's a few things, and it just happens that multiple of them are tropical things, like pineapple and coconut, that I just, like, can't do. Like, I can't look past. But, all right, anything that you wanted to add before we do favorite character and ratings? No, I think we should just go right into it. All right, so... My favorite character, I'll say, because I feel like I might have made it kind of obvious, but I'm going with Lorelai this episode because she, I don't know, she just made this episode very enjoyable for me, especially after last episode, me feeling like I was missing her in a sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like all of her lines were gold in this episode, and I love, like, she was just such a great mom in it, too, of, like, really supporting Rory, trying to help her. And, like, doing the studying with her. And even, they're like, oh, close. And Rory's like, how was that close? Like, it was, like, almost 100. Or it was so far off. And she's like, oh, it's within 100 years. Like, that's close. And then after that, just her just being so funny. Of, like, uh, 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 like, I don't know. I feel like she's being fun. And her, like, standing up for her, like, leaving the inn. What seemed like it was in the middle of the day. Because I think that was right after she got kicked out of school. So, like, she just had a meeting at work. 
and went there and like laid into the headmaster big time and just would not take no for an answer. And then also like when she was just kind of telling Rory, you know, like if you feel like this isn't worth it, you don't have to stay here. You know, like I know Rory kind of questioned of like, Oh, do you not think I can do it? But I feel like she was just being very supportive in like all aspects of Rory. Mm -hmm. And she also supported um, Suki and was like a really good friend to her. Even when Suki was a little bit going on the crazy train, like Lorelai was still just being super supportive and really good friend. So I feel like she gets like an A plus all around. Okay. I would say for my favorite character of this episode is oh I'm torn between Suki and Paris. Mm, I was I thinking you were gonna go either Suki or Max, so I I do love Max in this one, but I would say Suki is my favorite just because like how she acts mm-hmm. in it and the like craziness that she is well aware of and she's like I don't care like I'm a chef this is what I do and how like perfect that she tries to make this review and like only fixating on like the it was fine part and she's like Mm -hmm. no it's not fine it's magical and here is why um I said that's because that is the reason why she's my favorite. But with Paris coming in a close second is because, like, she shows, like, how smart she is, especially with the Shakespeare when Mm -hmm. Rory is studying and Paris just comes up behind her and just starts quoting and her being like, I'm going to win this. Like, she already knows what she is talking about. Um, so her drive is the reason why she's second, but Suki is my absolute, absolute favorite. Yeah, and I really like, like, I, Suki would have been my second. Like, she would, there were multiple times where I was just thinking how she was so great in this episode. And I like that we get that little peek into her personal life. Like, just that mention of her mom. Like, we know, we found out that, like, her mom passed away, but she got, like, an extra three years more than they thought she would because of the magic risotto. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, her mom knew about her her cooking and, like, that passion. I don't know. I, I do like that a lot. Um, a random thing that I just thought of when thinking about Paris reciting the Shakespeare is, like, okay, she had that memorized, obviously, in when Rory first goes to Chilton, it's mentioned about the school song and that you have to have it memorized and that be able to like recite it on demand and that they kind of give the impression that they'll like randomly just stop someone in the hallway and have them recite the school song. And then that if they can do it in Latin, they get extra credit. We never mm-hmm. see that. I kind of wish that we did. Like, I wish that Rory or Paris just randomly got stopped in the hallway and was told to like recite recite the school song, and I could just see it being like one of them does it perfectly, and then the other like Rory does it perfectly, and then Paris just stops in and does it in Latin and just like gives her a look yeah. and walks away. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, 
or I, even if it's parasited like correctly like perfect in like traditional english and then rory just comes in with the latin except that wouldn't happen like it would definitely be paris coming in with the latin i feel like i know but i would just think i know in a dream world but (laughs) in what real gilmore world would paris not do it in latin right away like if she knows that can get her extra credit she probably practices that every night i don't know when paris is sick she would still do it um okay what is your rating for this episode i would say calculating that richard and emily are not in this it's gonna get a lower score but it outweighs with suki's amazing storyline so i would say 7.3 cups nice and for me i I love this episode. So, like, at first I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the one where, you know, like, look at it. And it's like, okay, it's the one where Rory gets hit by a deer. Like, okay, that's fine. And, like, didn't really have any feelings about it. And then watching it, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I love this episode. Like, I don't really care about the whole deer thing. And I think that's why I just kind of brushed it off at first. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to be there so much in this episode. And for me, too, like, the only thing that really kind of knocks down a little bit is that we don't get any Emily or Richard and we don't really get any townies unless you count Mrs. Kim which like she is a townie but I more think of her as like she's Lane's mom like Lane is a character not a townie so like but we don't get any Babette or Miss Patty or Kirk or like any of that kind of stars hollow color which is a bummer but I still like I loved this episode. I thought about watching it again today but didn't have time like this is one where it's like okay yep I'll watch it again and again and again because I think part of what I liked about it is that there's not anything huge that happens and like mm-hmm. I know Rory's story to her seems huge but to me I'm just like oh I, I just like I just want to be friends with Lorelai and be there with her throughout this whole episode and keep following her around um, so I'm actually going to go with an 8.5 like okay. this one this one ended up making me feel just happy very happy um I did not expect that I would give it that high of a rating like before watching it and then realized how much I love like Lorelai and Suki in it and we get to meet Max even though I wasn't crazy about his intro like in a sense if I'm being critical I'm not crazy about his intro but if I don't think about the repercussions of him being Rory's teacher then it's like oh yeah he's adorable like I'm I'm all for it you know um so to me it was a very strong one and next week is episode five, Cinnamon's Wake. Yeah. Um, big episode. I feel like it's, oh, uh, that's one. So like this one didn't really any elicit, elicit any feelings seeing which episode it was. That one is like, oh, that one's a very full of feels kind of episode. So ready to, to get emotional with next week's episode. Oh, yeah. I was telling my friend um, before going to see a movie with them today because they asked about how the podcast is doing and was raving about it. And um, I even said, like, I'm not excited for next episode because of the episode that we're going to be discussing is sad. And they're like, no, I get it. 
they also love Gilmore Girls. Um, and they're like, you know, that one's a sad episode. I'm like, I'm going to cry rewatching it. Yep. It's, but it's also like super sweet. Like it has some of the sweetest moments too. So like, and we get, we definitely get townies in that one. So, and we get Emily and Richard. So there's definitely some good things to look forward to with it, which is really nice, obviously. Um, but Okay, so that is everything. Also wanted to mention that we did have a winner who's going to get to join us on the podcast at the end of this season. So Danelle Paler will get to be a special guest because she won the social media giveaway on Facebook. Um, So make sure that you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm sure we're going to do more giveaways and also, you know, post different questions, especially related to the episodes before we record them. And you can follow us, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Copper Boom PCAST. And then also email us your questions or any of your thoughts, anything like that. Just send those to copperboompcast at gmail.com. And once we start getting some emails, we will read those on our episodes, kind of go through, answer some questions. We'd love to get different different thoughts and questions and feedback, especially if you have anything that is episode related. Um, we're going in order of episodes, so you should know what episode we're on. So definitely feel free to do that. And other than that, um, Thomas, did you have anything to add before we say goodbye? I don't. All right. Well, it was another wonderful day on Copper Boom, and we look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Copper Boom. Copper Boom.